The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to the Big Scottish Football Podcast. That is episode 65. I'm Stephen Mill, he's Ewan Cameron. And since Ewan was amazed at Tom Cruise's age last week, what was he, 61 or something you managed to work out last week? Uh Here are some celebrities who are 65 years old. Go on. The same age as the podcast, but in years, not episodes. Madonna is 65 years old. I didn't realise she was that old. Ellen DeGeneres is 65 years old. Oh, she was the talk show comedian person, yeah. Alec Baldwin, Jamie Lee Curtis, Gary Oldman. Love Jamie Lee Curtis. Kevin Bacon, Peter Capaldi. Donny Osmond. Right, can we just go through them individually? Because I would no, like to... No, we've not got time. Well, and, see, see, and, and, and Anne from The Chase, Anne Hegarty. Jamie Lee Curtis, Halloween. Epic. That was her breakthrough movie in Michael, Halloween. Michael, Yeah, so, because she's a sister of Michael. Michael, right. yeah. So, Michael's coming back. Because he, he's not happy. He's, he's an unhappy brother. Mm-hmm. So, she's great in that. She's also very good in True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. She's also very good in Trading Places. Very funny, alongside Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. For me, that's like a Christmas movie, so I always watch it every Christmas. That's fantastic. Which other names did you mention there? Uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Dracula. With uh, Keanu Reeves, he was Dracula. Right. Very, very good. Okay. He was also he was also in um, um was he not a baddie in one of the Bond movies? Was he mm, not? Maybe po- I've got that wrong. Possibly. Anyway, possibly. Keep going. Uh, Gary Oldman, uh, just a wee um trivia piece about him. Do you know who his sister is? Oh. Do, but, do, should I know them? Big Mo from EastEnders. No chance. Big Mo from EastEnders is Gary Oldman's sister. There you go. That's a brilliant stat. I love uh, that. Kevin Bacon. Love Kevin Bacon. Footloose. Okay. What uh, a movie that is. Peter Capaldi. Not a fan. Because he was, he was Doctor Who and I hate Doctor Who. Uh, Donny Osmond. Crazy horses. <laughs> probably wouldn't be the first Osmond song you would go for or Donny Osmond song. You'd probably go for Poppy Love. That well, is the they big called one. it Poppy Love. And Anne Hegarty from The Chase. So the, gover- the governess, I think her name I'm is. I'm not a fan of the chase. I'm a pointless guy. I don't watch the chase because I'm on the radio when the chase is on. So but, I don't watch the if, chase. If everyone's a, everyone's listening to the radio, aren't they? So if, if you had a choice between the chase and pointless, what are you going for? Oh, the chase, because you win more money. Oh, no, like, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about winning. I'm talking about watching as a viewer. For me, it's pointless every time. Pointless? See, I, I auditioned to go on pointless. I actually... Um, filled a, a form to go into Pointless and not go back to me yet. Right, well, I went for an audition. It was at the old Jury's Inn on Jamaica Street in Glasgow. Yes. And me and my mate won the audition, but we didn't get on. Why would that be? I've got no idea, actually. Were you, were you at radio, in radio at the time? Is nah, it because you were no one? No, I was at uni. Oh, but okay. no, but it, like, it wasn't celebrity Pointless, obviously. No, it no, was no, just but... like normal Pointless. And I just saw because maybe you were in the public domain with like, a picture. Nah, it was like 2009 or something. I was doing wee bits and pieces in radio, but I wasn't full time. I okay. was still at uni. But like, I remember the question was, uh, name a gladiator from the TV series Gladiator. Wolf. I but that wouldn't have been a pointless answer. That'd be a really stupid answer. Right. So did you choose? I choose. I, I, I chose. Was it either Ace? Ace or, a good one. I, I, Ace is what I went for. That's a good and, one. Is it um, pointless? It was pointless, yeah. You exactly. should go on the show. Or maybe you show. were too good. Maybe that's what it was. Anyway, 65 in terms of bingo calls is what, you and Cameron? 
I've not got a clue, mate. Why 65, do you keep asking me these questions? Old age pension. That's what they shout. Apart from oh, yes. since April 2021, the old age pension was 66, so they probably need to change that. Uh, right, okay, here's all your comments from last week. We'll get to the stuff about my hair a little bit later on because that caused quite the stir last week. Um, this is actually a nice one. So Fizz3565 says, Could I have a shout-out, please, to my dad, Doogie? Doogie. From Caloundra in southeast Queensland, Australia. He listens to you on his daily walk and you guys keep him going after a recent health scare. So I want you to look into that camera and say, Hi, Doogie, thanks for listening. Doogie there in South Queensland, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on board. I'm glad to hear that you're on the mend. Shh, and wait, wait, he'll be in his bed because it's like 10 hours ahead and by the time this goes out, it'll be like 1 oh, a.m. So, so right. maybe say it a wee bit and cut, cut the music down, Chris. Cut Aye, the music down. Just get rid of that, mate, because yeah, exactly. he's, he's in his bed, mate. Aye, right. Do so, it again. Doogie. Calundra. Calundra? Calundra, yeah. Is that South Queen's Ferry? No, it's not South Queen's Ferry. That's that's near Fife. Or oh, um, Bridges. South Queensland. <laughs> South East Queensland. South East Queensland. Calundra. Doogie. Good day, Doogie. I don't know if he's I don't think he's Australian. That, that's what I'm getting. I think he's maybe Scottish. Who's living there now? Possibly. I mean I'm, I'm making an assumption. But maybe 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 maybe, maybe, maybe understand me better. Start, start with Australian bit and then just go into normal. Okay. Good day, Dougie. It's uh, you and Stephen here from the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Maybe go into the normal bit now. Yeah. Hope <laughs> hope you're doing better, my friend. It's nice to hear that you're on the mend. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're on a walk right now, listening to us, there's a kangaroo behind you. <laughs> there might be, might be walking in the outback. So, Dougie. Hope you are keeping keeping yeah. well. Yes, thanks and, for uh, Thank you very much for your, uh, for your yeah. message, Fizz, as well. Good uh, day, elsewhere, RJ... Oh, wait, 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 wait. What? Hey, Doogie, uh, put another shrimp on the barbie, mate. You're going to say that. <laughs> RJ Demon says, I once heard an actor explain how soothing Morgan Freeman's voice is and how he could listen to him all day. Ewan is the exact opposite. <laughs> Jordan Abraham says, Loving the podcast, especially Jambo Bear for his weekly rant about something new. And Crookshank says, Did you say that 60 was old to be consuming podcasts? Cheeky buggers, I'm offended. I think you might have said that last week. Did I say that a six-year-old consuming a podcast is old? I, I think you did. I yeah. don't think I did because... I think you did. I'm a huge podcast fan. It's You're for not anybody 60, and everybody. Though. I know I'm not 60, so yeah. was I being ageless last week? I think week? you were. Uh, Craig Cunningham says, Is Jambo Bear on COD as well? Call of Duty. Thought Ewan was a FIFA guy and Craig has actually attached a screenshot of a COD screen with a user called Jambo RFC 1953. <laughs> When were you born? 1972, so it's not me. And I'm so going to, for those of you who are into the PlayStation, feel free to add me. Uh, my name is, is Jambo Bear. No, no, it's not. It's not Jambo Bear. Jambo Bear. It's actually worse than that. I wish, I, actually, I wish it was Jambo Bear. Oh, what is it? It's Ice Cool Batman. <laughs> Ice Cool Batman. Yeah, my name is... Uh, so go and find me right. on the PlayStation. I am Ice Cool Batman. Right, get them added. Ice Cool Batman. A mm -hmm. really cool name. I'll play you at FIFA. Cool. Uh, loads of comments on Marvin Bartley's post-match comments about the PS5 yeah. last week. RJ Demon says, uh, The difficulty with gaming is the timing of events. The best part of FIFA is Ultimate Team. The best gameplay with dedicated servers is the Weekend League, which is 20 games, played between Friday AM and Sunday PM. People with weekend commitments likely do this in one go. They do. The Gaming Scotsman says, The stuff about gaming is nonsense. It's caveman thinking. Studies show it helps... It's a bad excuse for failure. Now, 
I would hate to say that you're being biased, the gaming Scotsman. <laughs> um, but I think, I mean, to be fair, there are studies that show that playing the PS5, playing the Xbox for a certain period, maybe not eight hours, but like for two or three hours a day can help your concentration. Help your concentration. It can help your reflexes, quicker, quicker mind and so all that So why stuff. are Queen of the South wrong? Well, I, I get what he's saying, but I think as I have already said last week, I noticed an improved performance in my children when I took them off the games. Okay. Uh, and a couple of comments on me not liking TIFOs very much because I was moaning about the TIFOs. Mm. And, and the thing is, I, I, I get them. Like, it's not like... Visually, it's nice to see. They don't offend me, but I just think it's an awful lot of work. And I know there's a lot of work that go into them. And there's also, a, the fans who are holding the bits and pieces up... They, they can't contribute to the atmosphere. But a couple of comments to the contrary. Davey says the TIFO shout is honking. <laughs> I get what Stephen is saying. It's very rarely a full stadium TIFO, though. But there's 90 minutes to create an atmosphere at matches. Some TIFOs often kick off the atmosphere. Uh, Paul Bovel says uh, some of uh, Celtic's greatest nights in Europe at home have had massive TIFOs at the start. It doesn't affect the atmosphere. The fact that there was nothing riding on the game was what killed it. So, a um, couple of disagreements there, but that's fine. You're allowed to disagree. We're all got an opinion. Exactly. I actually, I'm, for the first time in a long time, I'm, I'm with Stephen on this. I do like the TIFO from a visual point of view, but if I'm at the stadium, it does impact on the atmosphere. It does. And I know you've got the time afterwards yes. to create atmosphere. I'm not disputing that, but I just sometimes think the best part of the game is when the teams are coming out and the pitch and all that stuff as well and I think it kills it sometimes although it does look good and I know a lot of people put a lot of work into it so um, yeah you can always get your comments in on YouTube uh, remember you can find us there just search for Clyde One uh, Super Scoreboard all our videos go out under there if you want to tweet us it's at BigFootballScott you can get us on Facebook and Instagram as well I've just had producer Chris and me you're going can you move the water bottle out the way I mean what is this this is as an ITV or Channel 4 or the B BBC. We're not sitting on this morning. This is a podcast between two fans what? sitting here looking rough and ready with a baseball cap on, wearing a hoodie. I've no other shave. I've no other wash. I smell like shit. And you're worried about a plastic bottle so visually on I, the screen. I, I heard Chris's instruction as well, and he said, "Can you move it to the left?" And you moved it to the right. <laughs> yeah, because he wants me. He says, "Oh, it needs I to just, be out of shot." Just, what just, difference does it make whether it's in shot or no? You plumb. It does make it... Well, listen... Why, who cares whether it's in short or no? I'm going to drink it as well. Is that is that a problem for you? I mean, I know I know your uh, television standards are not the best because you were on STV2 back in the day. <laughs> um, and it didn't matter what you had on the desk because nobody was watching it anyway. Very so. good. <laughs> Okay, we actually have viewers to this though, so I think he's just trying to keep things professional. Right, uh, let's crack on with the football then, yeah. and uh, let's go in reverse order. We'll start with the big game yesterday uh, at Aberdeen. It was Aberdeen 1, Rangers 1. It was Bojan Miofsky's 11th goal of the season that gave Aberdeen the lead. Um, so Aberdeen have now taken four points in two games against Rangers this season. Uh, two wins and a draw and a defeat for Barry Robson. His total record uh, against Rangers. Do you want um, a stat? Yes, hit me with a stat. Go for it. If it wasn't for the four points that Aberdeen won against Rangers, they'd be bottom of the league. They would be. They'd be bottom of the league. And I didn't think they deserved to, to get anything out of the game yesterday. I thought Rangers were the better side. I thought Rangers created a better chance. They did much of the pressure. I thought that the first half, I thought Aberdeen were worth their lead. Second half, obviously, it was all Rangers. I think Balogun misses a sitter at the back post to make it 1-1 just before half time with that header. Mm -hmm. I thought Rangers were much the better side. I thought Aberdeen 
made it easy for Rangers because he kind of like sat back with a low block, similar to what Motherwell did against Celtic. But they didn't get away with it and uh, they paid the price for sitting back with Rangers getting the penalty in the final minute. We'll get to that in just a second. Yeah, we'll get get to the penalties uh, all across the weekend and all the decisions in VLWTF. We'll get to that in uh, just a bit. But in terms of the actual game itself... I nice, thought, it was nice to see Aberdeen turn up for once. I thought you said they always turn up against... I thought you said they only turn up against Rangers. That's what I meant. That's yeah. that's what I was that's what I was referencing. It was nice to see them turn up, yeah, because they've not really turned up this season. And then Rangers come to turn in. Boom! There we go. To Which, be fair, I would say Aberdeen's performances against the bigger sides, bar Celtic a couple of weeks ago, have been pretty decent. Oh, they're poor against Hearts. I said the bigger sides. So like, <laughs> so, so like Europe and that as well. I very good. Yeah, I, very good, Jimmy. Like, like teams good. in Europe, like Eintracht Frankfurt. It was it was it was actually Pauk as well. By the way, Aberdeen remembered how to tackle yesterday. Yes, I, I mean... They, I, they actually put in some tackles, which is unusual for them. Here's something for you. That's 11 goals for Bojan Miofsky this season. What a player, by the way, he is. There'll be players, uh, there'll be teams, I should say, sniffing around him. He took his goal really well. They'll treble their money on him easy. They'll get three million for him. He's a finisher, that boy. See the way he scored that goal yesterday? That was sensational. That's, really good that's finish. A, that's a proper striker. Something that Rangers don't have. I th- I, to be fair, I, I thought... And Butland has been very, very, very good this season for Rangers. I thought he got his angles a wee bit wrong. Gave him the, too much time for. He gave him too much at his, his near post. And I think if Butland watched that back, he'll be a wee bit disappointed with it. But um, good finish, yes. confident finish. And, totally. you know, when you're scoring, it's it's very easy. Um, Rangers obviously had loads of chances in the second half. I think, you know, I, I would say I would say a draw probably nah. over, over the piece was nah. fair. Um, and I think that, uh, Rangers will be kicking themselves because obviously Celtic dropped points on Saturday. Yeah. Would have been a chance to close the gap a wee bit. And if they win their game in hand, they'd close it to three. Close it to three. Um, what will they be thinking after yesterday then? Missed opportunity. Be- Missed opportunity for them. We said on Saturday on the big Scottish football, um, big Scottish football, big, big no- Saturday football show. Yeah, the big Saturday football show on Saturday that this was a great opportunity for Rangers and that they would be going hell for leather for the win to close that gap and unfortunately for Rangers' point of view they've not been able to take that chance Clement, I think he called it right I think Rangers deserved to win the game yesterday he's still got his unbeaten record but they will be kicking themselves today yeah. and rightly so listen, I'm not taking anything away from Aberdeen it was a much improved performance I mean they couldn't get any worse than what they were when they got pumped by Celtic and, um, and they took their goal really really well I think that Barry Robson is going to take some of the responsibility. I just think he's got Aberdeen sitting in too much in that second half, and and allowing but, Rangers to put the crosses they, in. They were a they were a stupid stupid penalty away from getting it's, the win. It's Hearts and Ibrox. It was the same thing. No, but but that that's what I mean. And I think this this is this applies to Motherwell obviously as well. And I'll get to that in just a wee second. Rangers' wage budget and revenue dwarfs. I mean, it, it dwarfs Aberdeen. Oh, totally. Rangers have got the biggest wage bill for players so, in the Premier in the, in the To expect Aberdeen to go out and play like they did in the first half for a full 90 minutes against Rangers, I don't think is believable. No, I, I don't. And, and, and I, I think, you know, a lot of, you know, Celtic and Rangers fans moan a lot about, oh, there's no domestic competition. Okay, that's two drop points for Rangers yesterday, two uh, drop points for Celtic yeah. on Saturday. And it's almost like, 
oh no no we want competition but but not that much competition and no you can't play like that because that that's not how football should be played time wasting and sort of like sitting in playing a low block oh no 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 you can't play like that you need to play open attractive football and then you can beat us and i, I think that that's really unfair no you can't I, have it both ways we'll get to celtic in just a second but celtic deserve to win rangers deserve to win but fair play to Motherwell and Aberdeen because they had a game plan and it nearly worked. And it kind of did work for Motherwell, mm-hmm. who obviously came back. Well, get, let's just go to that right now, actually. Yeah, exactly. And, so uh, it was a Turnbull penalty yeah. in the 86th minute. Again, we'll get to the penalty show in just a wee bit. They'd missed an earlier penalty as well. Uh, Lewis Palmer had missed that. Uh, Motherwell equalising, though, through Obika. And then they were like, now there's 10 minutes added on. Uh, and now they, they, well, it went on to 12 minutes. Yeah. There's another did. two added. Um, so Celtic only had four shots on target uh, on Saturday. 20 attempts on goal. Motherwell uh, defensively. Two of which were penalties. Yeah, Motherwell defensively were outstanding. They analysed it on sports scene the other night there. And I thought their analysis was very good. And that's usually... That's, it's, it's not like me to give sports scene a compliment. But there's was, it, was it Neil McCann and Callum Davidson? It was. Him? I like yeah. Callum Davidson as a pundit. Really nice guy. I met him, by the way, once. Really good golfer. Is he? Yeah. Well, I, I was... Um, do you know the St. James Quarter? Yes, in Edinburgh. Yeah. So we host the big Scottish... Uh, the big Saturday football show there. Yeah. Right? So when I left the studio and I went down the stairs, I was meeting my family in the, the Scottish marketplace, the restaurant. Yeah. Right? So... Go and turn that music off, mate. Um, so I was in the Scottish marketplace, right? And um, with my wife, my two kids, and one of my son's girlfriends. And when I was walking round to get myself um, some ice cream after my dinner, um, what's his name was sat there? Callum Davidson. Callum Davidson was sat there. And an hour earlier, he was in the dugout at Easter Road. So it was after the Hibs St. Johnston game where they drew 1-1 one, one that day. Right. So he'd, he'd met some friends clearly for a bike team in the Scottish marketplace and there he was at half past six. And what do you think he had in front of him? Fish. He, would, he had the ice cream I was about to buy. Right. That's a Ewan Cameron hot take. A hot take explosion That's there. That's when I met Callum Davidson. But anyway, I think he's a very good pundit. His analysis yesterday of the Motherwell defensive performance was spot on. So again, Celtic deserved to win, but fair play to Motherwell and fair play to Aberdeen. They did what they needed to do to get something out of the game and Aberdeen were closer to winning it than obviously Motherwell were. Motherwell wanted the draw and got the draw, so well done to them. Motherwell scored with their only shot in the second half. Yes. And I saw a lot of Celtic fans bemoaning the way that Motherwell were playing. Saw that. Time wasting, um, you know, taking ages to do stuff. Taking ages like free kicks, throw-ins and everything. You know, playing for free kicks, making it scrappy, wee niggly fouls and stuff like that Fair as well. Them. Motherwell's budget is 22 times less than what Celtic is. I, I, of, of course they're going to do that. I said to, you, I said to, to you in uh, our WhatsApp group, see if Celtic and Rangers are dropping points because the teams have decided we're just going to sit in. Mm-hmm. and we're going to do this low block, and it's up to you to break us down, then I'm all for it. I'm all for it because that's the only way that you could possibly try and get something out of the game. If you go toe-to-toe with Celtic or Rangers, any other team in this, the Premiership, you're going to get barred. So long may that continue. And yes, I love it when the Rangers and the Celtic fans get annoyed because the so-called quote-unquote we teams come to town and they, they, they play defensive or they put park the bus. Brilliant. Keep doing it. If you keep upsetting the big two, I think it's be- it's good for the game. Ah, 100%. And uh, fair play Aberdeen and Motherwell. Totally. Both, as you say, they both had game plans and they stuck to it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, 
one of Celtic's most famous results in Europe was beating Barcelona by two goals to one. And if you look at the stats and the way that Celtic played that night, um, I'm not sure they were going out going all free-flowing football. And Rangers, of course, even getting to the Europa League final, yes. particularly their away performances, yes. were parking the bus as well. So, um, you know, swings and roundabouts. Um, so it was drop points for both Celtic and Rangers at the weekend. So it's as you were at the top of the table. Uh, let's speak about Hibs. Two wins in a row for Hibs. And this is the one, this is the kicker for them. They've only lost one of their last 11 games and there's been so many draws in there. But it looks like finally they are turning those draws into wins. That was a really, really good three points against Dundee on Saturday. Dundee are very much a team in form, playing well, really good at Dens Park as well. And I thought Hibs deserved their win. I know Dundee threw everything at it to try and get an equaliser after Hibs had gone down to 10 men. We'll get to that in just a second in VARWTF. But I thought over the piece, Hibs deserved their win. They were very, very good. And that opening goal scored by Tavares, what a goal. I mean, he he picks the ball up in his own half. He spins a Dundee defence, leaves them in his wake. Great ball out to the left to Venti. Continues his run into the box and there he is to slam it home from about 16 yards out. Great goal. Good football. Yeah, Hibs are a decent side and deserve their win. Yeah, it looks like they're clicking a wee bit under Nick Montgomery as well. So that is them up to fifth. Uh, on 18 points, they've played a game more than Hearts who are two points above them and St Mirren who are a further four in front there. So let's speak about Hearts as well. Shankland uh, with the only goal it was a boy shot hit off Shankland and then in the only only goal between them and St Johnston. So three wins in a row for Hearts. The first time since January 2022. So almost two years. Uh, all by one goal margins. And it's only the third win at home this season. St Johnston yet to win away from home. And that is Shanklin's sixth goal in six games. So three wins in a row for Stephen A. Smith in the league. Yeah. What do you want me to say? Is he, are you still sacking him? Yeah, he's not my, he's not for me. So you're picking up the phone this morning and you're saying, Stevie, you've won your last three matches in the league. Well done on that. Get your things, get right. out the door. Right, here's here's what I'm going to tell you, Stephen. Right. If Chris Wilder picked up the phone to Anne Budge and says That's but that's hypothetical. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. We're, we're, deal, we're dealing I'll, with the I'll, situation. Right, okay, right, here. okay. Okay, let, let's deal in the facts. Right. Three wins in a row. Yeah. Livingston, bottom of the table. Mm-hmm. St. Johnston, second bottom of the table. Mm-hmm. Motherwell hadn't won in seven and we scraped past them 2-1. We won three games by the odd goal. Yeah. I would fully expect us, especially two of the games at Tynecastle, to win. Now, as you well know... No, but you haven't been doing that so far no, this but, season. But, but as you well know, uh, the Hearts fans were not happy, mm-hmm. even with the win, because the football was poor, the football was slow... Um, we didn't look like we were going to score more than the one goal. And I know it only takes one goal to win a game, which is what happened on Saturday. Barry, Barry, what's his name for the Edinburgh Evening News? Barry Anderson. Barry Anderson wrote a piece this morning about how the, the Hearts fans are still restless. Uh, the, 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 we, we, we just can't see what is happening or what is... Yeah. What what is what's the plan going forward? Yeah. What are we trying to achieve here? See see, see when so what? again the, what I'm saying, Stephen, mm-hmm. and I say it every week, the jury is still out on Naismith. Three wins against three so, of the bottom so, clubs doesn't 
change my opinion on Naismith. So you're sacking him right now. You're picking up the phone and oh, sacking no, him this morning. Steve, Stephen, Stephen, I'm not sacking him now because you don't. You obviously, you obviously, right. So, no, but you were you were no, sacking no, him like four no, weeks ago. But listen, see when you beat three of the the bottom clubs. So you're so he's got a he's got a period of execution here, stay of execution. You could say. I think you'll lose. He's, start, he's starting to no, turn it right. What, what I would say about Stephen Naismith is that he's going game to game. Right. So he gets another week after the result of the weekend. We'll right. see what happens next week. So if he ends up winning the next three or four matches. Well, again, let's, let's take it game by and game. And then he loses the match. Let's, let's, let's do the thing that the managers like to tell you. I'm going to take it game by game. Well, as a Hearts fan, I'm going to go game by game. So, right? so, so you're basically waiting because Hearts will lose again. Yeah, and then as soon as they lose again, he's but, out. But it depends on how we lose and who we lose to. And right. how we're playing, but at the moment we're not playing well. We're scraping results, absolutely scraping results. I mean, you were, and if it, you were, if it you was, were comfortable wait, against no, was, no, no. If it wasn't for Xander Clark and his big head, mm -hmm. that's a draw. His big head got in the way of a. It was a reflex yeah. kind of like moving my head in but, the front but of the ball. He, he does have a big head and uh, finished Hearts once and Johnson now, so okay. he won. So great, we've got three wins on the bounce against yep. the three bottom clubs. Let's see where it goes from here. Right. Let's see if this kicks us off. But you're not just to clarify, you're not sacking them this morning. Not today. Not, no, today. not, not you're today. You're not sacking them. Possibly today. next week, but not today. Possibly next week. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Hearts win a uh, third game in a row for them. It was goalless between Ross County and Kilmarnock. Um, Ross County had a couple of shots cleared off the line. Haven't won in nine games though. Obviously, Kilmarnock, um, <laughs> their away record is absolutely terrible. They've only won twice. In 26 top flight away games <laughs> um, since winning the championship a couple of years ago. So, I mean, it's it's a point. They would have taken a point before the start. Oh, of the definitely. Game. New manager bounce. Worried about that. Derek Adams coming in. Um, we didn't really speak about it last week, to be honest, because uh, I don't think it happened. Had it happened? No, it hadn't happened. happened and no. it hadn't happened. That's why we didn't speak about it. So, um, you know, there was a lot of people, including Derek McInnes, actually, speaking before the game, saying it was harsh on Malky McKay. Um, but, you know, no wins in eight games um, before that. They just about stayed up last season. Correct. Uh, they needed a wee bit of miracle um, in the last 20 minutes against Partick Thistle. So um, I, th I think if you speak to a lot of Ross County fans, um, they were like, not before time, Malky McKay getting sacked. And Ross County deserved to win on Saturday. They were really unlucky against Kilmarnock. So again, I think it's a decent appointment, like Craig Levine for St Johnston. I think the biggest problem for managers in the Premiership just now is Martindale. I think Martindale's on borrowed time. Even more so than Stephen Naismith, who you might sack next week. Martindale is on far. We'll get we'll get to we'll get to Martindale in just a wee second, but just just finally on uh, Ross County. Um, I just I, I always find it funny when you know managers get sacked who clearly have friends who are pundits or in yes. the media. Yes, because the it was a a backlash against Ross County for getting rid of Malky Mackay. Um, but when you look at the bare facts. They're not. They weren't doing very well under them. No, I know they finished top six his first season, um, but last season was terrible. This season has been terrible. Um, so that's what happens when you don't win football matches. You get sacked. That's what happens. And Derek Adams coming back for a third time um, on another podcast I used to do back in the day. We had a few um, people on who had played under Derek Adams, and they had very differing things to say about him. Um, they said he's a, a sort of curious character. Uh -huh. um, so he's, he, he might just be one of these guys who fits a club, though. And, yes. And if you actually look at his record, Bradford City aside, he had a nightmare there, but, I mean, everyone's had a nightmare at Bradford City, but he looks at over the last 10, 15 years. His record's pretty decent, even down south. Did well with Plymouth, did well with Morecambe, got them up, kept them up, um, and then 
obviously it petered out a wee bit. But if you look at his record, he's obviously a decent manager. Yes. Wherever he, he's been, he's done a good job. He never really gets mentioned for any of the bigger jobs. No, he doesn't. But listen, I think it's a good appointment because he knows the club inside and out and I think he will do well with them. Um, I think Livingston are in absolute... They're in a mess just now. They, they can't seem to buy a win. They can't score goals. And when you can't score goals, and what do goals bring you? Prizes. And they're not getting any prizes because they're not scoring goals. That's true. So Livingston, I think, are in deep doo-doo. I think Martindale is in deep doo-doo because they got... I mean, I was talking about Ross County there, but you've just they're gone straight on to Livingston. I got bored you, to talk about Derek Adams. Your, your hatred of Livingston is just seeping through. No, no, I've just, it, I've just got bored to talk about Derek Adams. It was, it was another defeat uh, for, for Livingston on Saturday. St Mirren this time. Don't think it was the prettiest game of football you've ever seen in your it life. It wasn't, no. Um, but six straight defeats for Livingston. How long has Martindale got left? When you say it wasn't the prettiest game you've ever seen, you say that about every Livingston game. Because it's it's it would get football stopped, it would kill the sport that I would love if every team played like that. So I'm no surprised it got beat at the weekend. So yeah. if so Livingston sacked David Martindale, which I think probably is on the cards in the next wee while, if they don't pick up, um, what are they doing then? I'll take over. You'll take over Livingston Why what, and and relegate them. <laughs> I wouldn't relegate them. No, listen. In all seriousness, their next three fixtures are huge. Can I tell you what they are? Livingston who are bottom of the league right now after defeat to St Mirren at the weekend. They're at home to Ross County. Huge. Absolutely huge. Then they're at home to Hibs. And then they're at home to Kilmarnock. So their next three games are all at home. Now, see if they don't pick up at least six points. I think they're gone. That's a massive three games for them. And then after the three games against Kilmarnock, Hibs and Ross County, they're away at Celtic. They've got St Johnston, they've got Motherwell, and then Hearts. The, the thing is, though, even if even if they don't get six points, I mean, if they got six... I think minimum, if, I think if, if they got six if they points... Got four, if, if they, they get four, if they get four out of nine with three games at home, they'll probably be happy with that. But the only game I could probably see them getting anything from, if I'm being honest, is probably Ross... Well, is it Ross County? I mean, but the thing is, it's so I mean, tight. It's a there's, huge game next there's week. There's still only three points between Livingston and Motherwell. 12th and 8th. But, but Livingston can't score. I think they've only scored nine goals this season. They're struggling. I mean... No, scored, no. scored more than St. Johnson. Who've scored eight? I think St. Johnson will be all right with Nicky Clark. I know he's out injured at the moment, but I think they've got goals in there with Nicky Clark. I think they'll be fine. I think um, Levine will do well with them defensively. I think Livingston got huge problems going forward. And the next three games, for me, I think will determine whether or not they stay in the Premiership this season. That's how big the next three weeks are going to be for Martindale and for Livingston. OK, we'll get to VARWTF in just three seconds. What do you spin through the Scottish Cup third round at we the weekend as all, well? It's boring. Some of the fixtures here are boring. Well, I'm not going to talk about all of them, obviously. There are, like, you just interject on the ones that you want to talk about, OK? I'll read through the results. Spartans, Heart of Midlothian. That's the draw, you fanny. I would need to read through the results first, obviously. Oh, we did the results. I'm just going to read them through. We don't need to. Well, there's a couple of things. Because if you did the results, then we're all going to we're going to find out who got through by going through the draw. What do you mean? 
But I would like, I would probably quite like to talk about the spark that, like, the Spartans beat our growth and Dick Campbell left. That's probably. All right, we'll do that then. Yeah, exactly. Right, we'll do that one. God, you're so crab at the day. What's wrong with no, you? I just, I mean, there's so many games. It's I like... know, I wasn't going to talk about all the games. That would be mental. Right, so you're just picking a couple. Yes. Right, that's fine. So I was going <laughs> to, I was going to say the Spartans beat our growth 2 1. Dick Campbell left immediately after right, the game. Right, can I ask why he left? Because there are rumours circulating that he left because he got into an argument with the fans after the full-time whistle. So, is there any truth to that? I was at Jim Leishman's 70th birthday party yesterday, right? You got an invite? I got an invite. Were you working at or did you actually get an invite? No, I was just just there. As As a a, pal? As a guest. That's nice. Yeah, so it was was quite the affair. Um, It was um, at the Glen Pavilion in Dunfermline. There was a Jersey Boys tribute act on. Um, and there was speakers. You ever seen George McNeil, the after dinner speaker, no, as well? You might, ring a bell. People listening might uh, ha- have been at our after dinner where he's done. So he was there. There was a saxophonist. Um, there was uh, another mixed bag of stuff. The, the, there was it was it was quite the variety of performance. Uh-huh. And then there was another act, but we'd left by that time, so we didn't get to see them. Um, but Dick Campbell was there. Oh, was uh, he? Craig Levine was there. Oh, was he? Right, um, okay. Bizarrely, a lot of former ref- Kenny Clark was there, the uh-huh. former referee. Um, John Robottom was there. Okay. Um, so it was it, it was quite the eclectic mm-hmm. crowd. Obviously, he's the provost as well, so there was a few politicians there. I've got Kenny Clark's stuff, number. Should get him here one day. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I was chatting away with a few people yesterday. Um, yes, so Dick Campbell was getting dogs abuse for the Arbroath fans after getting put out by Spartans on Saturday. Now, again... Um, much like the Malky Mackay situation, things haven't been great at both for a long time. Everyone remembers the time where they nearly won the championship, yeah. went down to the final day of the season and all the rest of it. But last season was pretty terrible. This season has been pretty poor as well. Um, so I think there was a lot of Arbroath fans who were like, You've done a great job, Dick, but time to go. Time to go, I think. I think we've we've had a we've had a good run. Yeah. It's been seven years or whatever it Thank is. Thank you. Thank you, but you know, no thanks sort of thing. Um, there was some very unsavoury things happening towards Dick uh, after the game. Okay. Uh, you know, abuse, stuff getting chucked. Oh, no. Um, other stuff as well. Uh, no, uh, that's which, not good. Uh, which I won't go into, but there was other stuff happening and that's what that's what made him stop and argue with the fans. It wasn't the abuse. He can handle the abuse. Yeah. But it was the other stuff, right. which is not my story to tell. I'm sure Dick will have his say on it uh, over the next wee while. But there was other stuff. Can you understand it then? One hundred percent. Okay. Like if somebody had done that to me, I'd have a one hundred percent stopped. Right. Um, and, and argued with them. Uh, yes. Right. Um, because it was very unsavoury. So okay. there was other stuff happening there as well. So he stopped, argued with the fans, um, and then resigned straight away to the chairman. That's it. I'm away. We're away. Thanks very much. And there's no way he's going to. Change his opinion on no, that. No, that's it. It's that's done. it done. It's absolutely done. That's so, a shame. It's a shame the way it's ended, isn't it? Yes. So the stories are true that there was an incident after the game. Yes, yeah, so right. it was as he was walking off. Got and it, I yeah. think there was a wee bit of verbals and then it got escalated to stuff that is beyond that. And okay. I think that... Um, Do you yeah. think Dick will speak about it or is he just... I, I, well? No, I would, I would imagine, imagine he will, but I, I'm not, it's not my place to, no, I agree. to, to I see agree. what happens. It's so. a shame to see the boy go because he's been a, such a legend and an icon. He's 70 uh, years old. He turned 70 just the end of last yeah. week. Um, so unlucky when they lost that final day of the season to Kilmarnock. I think he'll pop up somewhere else. Do you think so? I think he'll pop up maybe... 
a team that's in League Two or a team near the bottom of League One or something like that. Uh, and I think he'll be back. I don't think he's done yet. I think he's still got a wee bit of fire in his belly. So, um, all the best to Dick Campbell. Yes. Uh, elsewhere, probably big result on Friday night. Obviously, Wraith Rovers threw against Dunfermline in the Fife Derby. 3-0 finished. Dunfermline were so, so poor in the first half. Wraith Rovers in complete cruise control. And then just when Dunfermline looked like they were getting back into the game, Wraith Rovers make it 2-0. And then they add a third a few minutes later and they are through to the next round. So, um other let's let's go straight to the draw actually because what a draw is Celtic versus Bucky Thistle Bucky Thistle will be absolutely cock a hoop with that um, somebody posted yesterday that they might make around 120 grand from that game Bucky I Thistle think, well I think depending on what the Celtic home attendance is because obviously I wouldn't imagine it'll be a 60,000 sellout no um, but, but that's going to be some it'll financial be a, payoff a game changer for Bucky Thistle so they are away at Parkhead uh, Dumbarton versus Rangers again um, obviously limited in the number of tickets they'll be able to sell uh, at, at Dumbarton at the Rock there so they would have preferred Ibrox they would have preferred Ibrox but still it's what the Scottish Cup's all about Dumbarton versus Rangers uh, Kelly versus Dundee I mean that's just the sort of one where you're like oh I mean, yeah, for you, both want, clubs. you want to avoid a team in your own division. Yeah. So um, it's Derek McKinnon's going up against Tony Dock as well. Uh, this one as well, brilliant tie. The Spartans versus Hearts. So an Edinburgh derby. Um, I wouldn't imagine that Spartans have played Hearts before. Have they played Hearts before? I think we have. Have we not played them maybe at Tyne Castle? Maybe in the League Cup or something like that. I think um, we pumped them at Tyne Castle. So, I mean, that will be great. Um, again, a wee bit of money for Spartans as well. They'll be absolutely loving that. Their first season up in, uh, in League to it as well uh, Forfurt against Hibs I'm sure they played each other was it last season or maybe yeah, the season did. before yeah. as well um, Ross County Partick Thistle uh, that is Partick Thistle fans rocking back and forward with Vietnam style flashbacks to what happened at Ross County at the end of last season so <laughs> uh, a chance to avenge that for Thistle uh, Clyde Aberdeen really good tie as well um, a big stadium at Broadwood so I'm sure Aberdeen will bring down a massive support for that uh, get as many tickets as they want Clyde struggling of course in League 2 at the moment uh, Mother versus Alloa uh, so it's Premiership versus League 1 uh, Livingston Wraith Rovers could be a wee bit tasty Wraith Rovers at the top of the Championship or near good and, game and Livingston good uh, game at the bottom uh, of the Premiership at the moment uh, St Mirren versus Queen of the South Queen of the South beating Dundee United on Saturday on penalties nobody saw that coming that's a think. shock for me for uh, yeah. the, the, the Scottish Cup um, third round I genuinely thought that Dundee United would walk away with that game they should have done as well they had like 37 shots on goal 37 shots on goal Dundee United had but they still didn't manage to get past Queen of the South uh, Airdrie versus St Johnson Airdrie are a decent side St Johnson won't find that easy by the way uh, Brora of course giant killers for a couple of years ago uh, taking on the other Rangers Cove Rangers um, so that's a that's a big one I guess um, Brora Rangers just a wee bit further up and the guaranteed coast. one of them in round 5 absolutely Brilliant. Air United versus Kelty Hearts I think in terms of not shocks but one of the uh, results of the round definitely Hamilton 0 Kelty 2 Hamilton going really well in mm. League 1 Kelty were I'm really like God, what a terrible draw that is for us and they've gone to Hamilton and won 2 now. and the reward unfortunately is a way to a championship side it's Air United at Somerset Park now Air's obviously great for a day out Kelly will probably fancy their chances Air are not having a great season um, but it, they, they would have preferred a, a more glamorous tie a I money Kelly, spinner a more money spinning tie uh, so Air United versus Kelly. we've got Morton against Montrose Morton uh, managed to get past non-league opposition on Saturday um, and Montrose easing through against Edinburgh City Inverness versus Broomhouse that's Inverness uh, they're taking on their second non-league team because they played Cowdenbeath on Saturday and won 2-0 eventually and a wee derby of sorts as well Bonnie Rig against Falkirk 
lovely stuff. That is what it's all about. So that's good. They'll take place uh, at the end of January. Right, say time for some refereeing decisions and whether they were right or wrong. La gente está muy loca. Okay, doke then. Let's get straight to yesterday. Aberdeen versus Rangers. It was a very late penalty for Rangers. 94th minute. Nick Walsh was the referee. He got called across to the side and he pointed to the spot after looking at Gartman. Gartman. Idiot. Gartman. Gartman. Uh, idiot. Pulling Conor like Harding. It was like Harding like against uh, Rangers at Ibrox. It was Just, very similar. If I'm Barry Robson, I'm going off my rocker. Oh, God, I. I mean, it's soft. Let's be honest, it's soft. I and don't I, like them. And I think the, the, the one that Celtic got on Saturday was soft as well. But they're both penalties. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, they are. I mean, I, I was really upset with the Hearts penalty we conceded to go 1-1 and then we ended end up losing the game 2-1. And it's very similar to that with Haring pulling onto the jersey of, of Goldson. I don't know what Garterman's thinking of. Yeah. I, I, if you're Robson, you're going ape shit at full time. Yeah. And I think it was a penalty. As soft as it is, it's a penalty. So, yeah. So, Rangers equalised Tavernier, obviously, from the spot. Celtic, we've already said about the penalty that actually uh, came to be. Um, it was Callum Butcher tugging on Mikey Johnson's shirt. Again, Mikey Johnson's not even getting the ball. What's getting nowhere he doing? near it. He's getting, getting nowhere near Aye, he's getting nowhere near I think Butcher... He's caught on his blind side and he sees the he hoop panics jersey. A bit and, he panics yeah. and he has a wee tug. It's a penalty, unfortunately. And the first one I thought was a clumsy challenge, to be honest with you. It was, oh, Mugabe. Uh, Mugabe on penalty. Oh, so yeah. I think, again, that was a penalty. The as Greg well. Taylor tackle on Blair Spittle, that was looked at on sports scene as a possible red card. Now, what I liked about this decision, and I know some are saying, oh, he, he was lucky to get away with that is that VAR didn't intervene. They allowed the referee to referee the game in real time. Aye, that's really good that they've started doing that now. <laughs> if only they've done that the whole fucking season. I'm, I'm sorry, but like... By this season standards, that's a red card. Now, again... There was do, no... do, you think, do you think it's a red card? Yes. The, on this season standards, 100%. So you think VR should have looked at that? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Okay. I mean, I, I, again, though... I know what you're saying. I, I'm, I'm, say, I'm saying on the standards of this season, that's a red card. Yeah, over previous weeks, you you're right. At, if you look at Maeda's challenge against Atletico Madrid... Yes. Or if you look at the Ross, Ross County, County one... Yeah. Like, the, he, he catches them high with his studs. Now, he didn't mean it. No, he didn't. He didn't mean it But he's all. endangering a, a, an opponent could be the interpretation of that. And, like, it's rubbish. But of 2023 standards, that's a red card. But it was also nice to see the referee was allowed to referee the game. Yeah, I mean, and I've said this before. In terms of challenges now, and I'm talking like proper tackles, I'm not talking trips or pulls or anything cynical. In terms of a challenge, there's almost not a yellow card anymore. So it was actually refreshing to see a yellow card given for that challenge because that's what it was. It was a yellow card challenge. But and it would are, have been that over there the years. So many challenges this season that had been looked at by VAR that were similar to that, and they've been given as red cards. But actually, they should have been yellow cards. Mm -hmm. And I think almost like there's nothing. There's almost no yellow cards now in terms of tackles. No, I think you're right um, because <laughs> that one on Saturday. Yes, it's a yellow card. I I, I think the referee got it right, but in this season. That's a red card. Yeah, agreed. So um, they missed that one. They can add that to their list when they release the report uh, next time on VR. Apparently only got three uh, decisions incorrect, um, which is very good when they're marking their own homework. Uh, Dundee won, uh, Hibs two, it was Don Robertson. Uh, so Lewis Miller... Luck, unlucky. It was his second yellow 
I thought he was unlucky. I thought the first one he was unlucky as well. Because he, he he doesn't even... Nah. He turns his back. He almost sort of like backs him. Aye. I, I thought he's a wee bit unlucky. I thought the second one, it was his own fault because but, but he, you, he, he, he made a mistake. But the problem here is... And he was is, trying to clamour him back over him. Every single person who's watched that think he's unlucky to be sent off. The problem is you cannot appeal a yellow card. Yeah, so so he is going to miss a game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right, so St Mirren at Livingston, um, there was a free kick. So it was it was it was a really really long decision. Yeah, but it was right. It was right. Oh Eventually. no, sorry, I'm, I'm getting mixed up here. What do you, what do you mean? Oh no, the it was kick. it was what, what, it was an offside, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an offside. Uh, yeah. Offside bet took forever. Took forever, yeah, but it was yeah. the right decision. Yeah, I think it was it was something ludicrous, like six minutes or something like yeah. that. So, but it was uh, right not much in the Hearts game, and nothing much in Ross County as well. So, um, that go. is VRWTF for this week. On the whole, not too bad, I suppose. Uh, right, we're going to have uh, our chart rundown because oh, we, have we, we? Didn't, we didn't have it last week. So, we're going to have the chart rundown music, please, uh, producer Chris. That'd be great. So. This is where we look at where this podcast is ranking all around the globe. Is this on Apple? This is on Apple's Apple. podcast charts. Yeah, Apple so we're number podcast. 25 in Ireland, oh, which is nice. quite good. Yeah. Uh, 66 in the UK. We've dropped from that. Which is a wee bit down, but that's mm. not too bad. We're up in Turkey, though, up to number 95. Turkey. 103 in Australia. Thanks to Doogie, who's listening in Southeast Queensland. Thanks to Doogie, Doogie. who's listening in Southeast Queensland. That's you that's doing all that. Uh, 139th in United Arab Emirates. Uh, hello to our listeners there in the UAE and Dubai, Abu Dhabi. I lived Sharjah. there. I lived there for 16 Ras years. Ras Al-Khaimah. Um, Fujairah. Fujairah. Uh, Canada as well. We're up to 141. Hello to all you in Toronto and Vancouver. Never and been to Canada. I've never been to Canada. Montreal as well. Uh, Newfoundland. Um, hello to all our listeners in the United States of America. 169th in the US charts for football so uh, whether you're on the west coast in sunny California or you're on the east coast in a very chilly New York City at the moment um, or anywhere in between hello to you uh, Hong Kong hello to you 178th uh, on the list as well New Zealand 199th you been to New Zealand before? never been to New Zealand why? because it's too long a flight so it's forget quite, that. It's quite far away. Yeah. Um, so hello to all you in Auckland and Wellington and Christchurch. Those are, those are the three main ones. Those Think of anything ones. else out with those three. Dunedin. Oh, very good. Well <laughs> done, you. Uh, Norway, hello to Oslo and Tromso. I was uh, there in the summer. It was a lovely place. 232nd. Uh, hello to China. Far too many places to mention in China. 240th. And in the Czech Republic, Prague. That's the only place we'll mention. 245th. But also 128th in Ireland for the sports category. That's nice. That's, That's good. good. 228 in the UK overall. So um, we could get Spotify stats if we paid for them. <laughs> We're not going to do that. Uh, okay, right. Let's move on to start, sub, sell, shall we? The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Football version of Shag Maria Void. You must decide which one of these three players you would start, which you would sub, which you would sell. Last week it was all about Scotland strikers. It was Shea Adams, Lauren Shanklin, and Lyndon Dyke. So, in terms of goals, six and twenty-five for Adams, nine and thirty-one for Dykes, and two and seven for Shanklin. So, what did we? We sort of broadly agreed, did we not? We did. We went with Adams, 
Shankland and Dykes. Dykes, yeah, aye. I think so. Um, lots and lots of communication uh, on this last week. Hello to Gareth, FPL says, start Shankland, sub Dykes, sell Adams, Tarrant Pugh and SHJ, uh, 1991. Start Dykes, Ben Shankland, sell Adams. Stephen Burns says, start Adams, sub Dykes, sell Shankland. Alan Douglas and Kenny McMaster, start Shankland, sub Adams and sell Dykes. Uh, Double D says, start Dykes, sub Adams, sell Shankland. Bobby Devino what a name. Start Shanklin, Bench Dykes and in the bin with Adams. Secret Baller says, Start Dykes, Sub Shanklin, Sell Adams. Shanklin, in my opinion, is the striker most likely to hit the net. Dykes give us an outball. Adams, for his work rate, doesn't hit the target enough for me. Uh, Craig No says, Adams, good one. Look at his stats, they're shocking. Also offers nothing in terms of link-up compared to Dykes. Start Shanklin, Sub Dykes, Sell Adams. Um, lots of people not liking Adams or Dykes which I thought was interesting like I actually I, I, I think I think it's because Shanklin is a goal scorer where <clears> these two are not I think Adams is the best player out of the three of them by a considerable distance like not in terms of like goal scoring obviously Shanklin yeah. but all round player it was, Adams it is was, the best player it was interesting we just talked about them earlier but um, Callum Davidson who um, was a manager of St Johnston and uh, Neil McCann did an analysis on Lawrence Shanklin yesterday after the Hearts highlights and yeah. they actually looked at his overall play and they were showing you clips of Shanklin coming deep holding the ball up showing you the types of goals that he can score and you forget just how good an overall player he is he holds the ball up really really well his layoffs are very good he's strong in possession of the ball and what Callum Davidson said he's such a good player that he doesn't want him doing that too often he'd rather see him in the box yeah. more often than not but he says he's an all-round player and both of them says he has to be on that plane to the Euros next year yeah I mean I think he will be I think he will be um, but he is a he is a good player that holds the ball up I don't think he's got the work rate of Adams and because of Stevie Clark's system Adams probably gets a nod because of his work rate well, Dan Allen says Adam is the best player, or Adams is the best player, but also feel he's half-arsed in Scotland games. I, do you know what? I, I actually asked that question of a pal of mine. Does Adams look like he's that bothered? He's, his body I, language says to me that he's I not... I think he does. You like, you like think of that game against Denmark when he played really well, scored the goal. Yeah, but I know what he means. I, I think Adams does a lot of work off the ball that you don't maybe notice as much. That's a good point. Um, so yeah, lots and lots um, of correspondence with that. Yeah, and loads. In the end, the consensus was this: Lauren Shankland start fifty four percent. Lyndon Dykes only got twenty four percent for a start. Shea Adams, 20% for a start. Lauren Shanklin, 31% sub, 15 sell. 40% sub, 36 for Dykes and 28, 52 sell. So the consensus is start Shanklin, sub Dykes and sell Adams. That's interesting. I mean, that's a complete reverse of what we thought. Yeah, I know, 100%. Yeah, I completely disagree. But anyway, that's what it's all about. There Abbott you go. Football Scott, you can always have your say there and on YouTube as well. Keep your comments coming in. We'll obviously read out the best ones next week as well. Uh, for next week, since we're talking about who's going to be in the plane for Scotland, start subsell Harvey Barnes, <laughs> Anthony Gordon, and Tino Livramento. So, you don't have to think about it in a Scotland sense, obviously, because they play in different positions. Um, Elliot Anderson has had his chance so he's in the fucking bin um, he's disqualified so it's Harvey Barnes Anthony Gordon or Livramento uh, I was saying to you the other day there 
on the big Saturday football show, I love Livramento, the right back. Absolutely adore him. He's strong, he's powerful, he's got a good delivery as well. I would love him in a Scotland jersey, Livramento. Do you I'm think, being honest with you. Do you, you think he starts in front of Patterson and Hickey? Yes. He does. Okay. I think he's outstanding. Do you think Harvey Barnes gets into the Scotland squad and starts ahead of the likes of, I don't know, Christie, Christie or Armstrong? McGinn or nah, McGinn. He's not getting ahead of McGinn. McGinn was sensational yesterday against Spurs. But Christie, Armstrong? He's got a chance. Harvey Barnes does have a chance. And so Andy Anthony Gordon, Gordon playing really well for Newcastle. He, he plays a similar position to Harvey Barnes out wide. I think he also gets in ahead of Christie and... Um, Armstrong. Armstrong. I mean, those. So, so I mean, all, all three would be welcome additions to the Scotland setup. But for me, for me personally, mm -hmm. I would be starting Livramento. Okay. I'm really impressed by him. You think we need him at right back? I think we need more him than at right we back. need someday a wee bit further forward. No, because Aaron Hickey's left footed, does he know? And we play him at right back. Yes. He's left footed, so he's a natural right footer as Livramento. Okay. So I'm playing Livramento at right back. Um, I'm going to sub Anthony Gordon. He's more of a goal threat than Harvey Barnes, and I'm selling Harvey Barnes. Did Harvey Barnes not get like 16 goals last season or something? I'm talking this season. Um, okay. Anthony Gordon's absolutely lit playing, playing the place well. on fire. He's playing really, really well. So Anthony Gordon off the bench, Livermento to start, and Harvey Barnes to sell. Now, a lot of people will be going, but surely it's about goals at the end of the day. And I understand that and I get that. And is Harvey Barnes and Anthony Gordon better than what we've got right now in those positions? Probably. But I think Livramento going forward in that right back position and his strength and his power and his defensive qualities will just make us even better at the back. I'm going start Harvey Barnes because I, oh, yeah. I think he's the best player. Yep. I think I know he's had bother of injury, but I think he's I, a good player. I, I really like him. Right. I think he's a really good player. If he is in the Scotland squad next summer. That's great. That's good news. And good player to come off the bench as well. Um, I So I'm starting Harvey Barnes. Um, probably subbing Anthony Gordon because, again, I think he can bring you something off the bench. Yeah, he can. And Livramento, I think we can... While I think he's a good player, I think we can probably live without him. Because I think that Hickey or Patterson do a good enough job yeah. at right back. My, my only issue with Hickey is, and I think he's a brilliant player, right? My only issue with him is he has to keep coming back on his left. He kind of gets his foot, right foot to whip crosses in. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. But I, I think, if, if uh, I'm, I'm talking about a Scotland sense, it doesn't need to be a Scotland sense. Yeah, it could be anything. Uh, yeah. It could be anything. Um, but I think in terms of what Scotland need, I think we need... Bar Barnes and Gordon over another right back. Like, right back's fine. I think we're fine at right back. Parson does a good enough job. Hickey does a good enough job. I think we're okay there. We um, do lack pace in the wide areas. If we're not getting that from Robertson or Tierney's marauding down the left side and Hickey down the right, we don't really have forward-thinking players. So I, I think that's where Barnes and Gordon come in. Okay. Do you, do, like, setting us aside, do you think Barnes or Gordon... Barnes, more chance. You think Barnes will be in the Scotland squad next I think summer? I think that um, Anthony Gordon, who played for the under-21s last week, has already probably got a wee phone call from... Southgate. Southgate, very much like what I think but happened I mean, with Elliot Anderson. Like, like, Anthony Gordon's not getting in the England team. But I just think he's probably been told you're the future. The but boys he, are in there just now. Yeah, but like, Rashford's 26. 
He's got Grealish seven. in there as well. Grealish, Foden, Foden in there as well. Yeah, I know, but I'm but just. These, I, are all, these, I, these are like Andy Gordon is not getting a game for England. No, not anytime soon. I agree. They might think of him as an impact player coming off the bench, but listen, that's a big decision for both those players to make, yeah. and for Livramento as well. If truth be told. Okay, at Big Football Scott, you can have your say for next week. We'll read out the best of your comments. You can always leave your work in there as well. Now, usually we would phone uh, Jose Katongo at this time. Jose, 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 Jose. But yeah, we're not though. We've decided because he's on his holidays. He's we're going to leave him on his. Holidays, fiftieth birthday, and all that. So it's nosy Katongo this week, um, and uh, just a few comments. Obviously, he was amazing last week because he was talking about how rampant he is. We Scottish guy says, "Hope I'm as rampant as Jose when I'm 49." What a legend! Um, so he's been on holiday in Tenerife, so he's travelling back today. So we'll leave him this week. Um, uh, leave him to his uh, his final pina colada or whatever he's having. So um, Jose will be back on the show hopefully next week. I love how he said he described himself as a lion a in lion. the bedroom. Yes, exactly. So if you. I'm a lion in Go the back bedroom. and listen to last week's episode. He was very, very funny. So um, let's move on to some question time, shall we? And this week's question. I don't like question time in the BBC anymore. I much preferred nah, it when David Dimbleby did it. Um, I don't like Fiona Bruce. I've just, I've just realised that. Do you remember the guy? It must have been in the build-up to the referendum. The guy, it was in Inverness. And they was like, my brother Charlie! Did you remember him? Yes. <laughs> he, he, went, like, he went, my brother Charlie, six infantry, Scots guards, I'm a Highlander forever. <laughs> and then David Dimbley just went, Ricky Ross. <laughs> and I was like, how'd you come off the back of that? Anyway, um, so this week it was, what's the most random bit of sports memorabilia you have? Uh, Dave Byrne says, around 1998, after the last game of the season at Brockville, the Falkirk players did a lap around the pitch and gave away some of their kit to fans. I managed to catch Paul Mathers, but by the time he got there, he'd given away his shirt and gloves, so I asked him for one of his shin guards. I gave it to my brother as a gift, but it was stinking, as it was soaked in Paul's sweat. No idea where it is now, asked producer John. Uh, Kelly Robbie says, after a shout-out on this week's show, has to be Willie Gibson's Nike pair of boots. Boots. Nike boots. Oh, he's attached the pictures. I didn't see so the picture. I didn't see the picture either. So uh, thank you, Kelly Robbie, for that. Uh, Josh Hendy says, uh, got a set of Gary Caldwell's Scotland match-worn shorts. Why would you want random that? friendly under Levine? Why would you want a pair of shorts for somebody? <laughs> That's really weird. Uh, M Hampson 10 says, I've got a programme from Estonia, Scotland, the game that never was. Uh, Cassie from uh, Clyde One Breakfast, her dad used to be part of the Scotland setup in the backroom team, uh, gave it to me when we worked for a well-known sports brand and was also the PLO at the Can SFA. Can I tell you a wee story about Cassie Gillespie's dad? Yes. He was known as Omar, mm -hmm. and he was um, around during Bertie Vogt's reign. Yes. And I was on the, the Real Radio Football phone and with Alan Ruff um, in the noughties when Bertie Vogt's was in charge of the Scotland team. Mm -hmm. And um, and I was never a fan of Bertie Vogt's. I didn't think he was the right choice for Scotland. I thought that was a mistake. And what... Um, I, so I went after him on the football phone and literally mm -hmm. went after him during... This is the real football phone-in with Ewan Cameron and Alan Ruff. Call now on 0845 100 2101. Anyway, so I'll be honest, I had an agenda against Bertie Votes. I thought he was an awful manager. Couldn't stand him. Poor in every 
sense of the word. And the only reason that we signed up Bertie Votes is because it looked fashionable because England had signed up Sven Jordan Eriksson. So we're just following in the footsteps of what England had done by bringing in the Swede. It was never the right appointment. It was never going to work. And it proved that I was right in the long term. But while he was in charge, I went to a game. I think it was in Italy. I remember being in the team hotel because we'd just done the press conference. And Cassie's dad, Omar, who was upset at my agenda against Bertie, approached me in the lobby in this hotel, mm -hmm. lovely sunny day, and he called me an effing fanny. How would you like it if we tried to get you sacked for your job, you fanny? He was raging with me. Who I mean, do you think you are? You are a fanny. But, he, I mean, he went for it. Mm -hmm. He he properly was not happy with me. And I just stood there and took it because I was shit scared. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, without trudging up old sort of ground here, like, a lot of the people who worked with Bertie Votes and a lot of the players loved them. Well, they did. They I, loved I, them. I, the, all the backroom staff loved them. The players, McFadden, won't have a bad word said about them. Mm -hmm. I, but I'm, I'm talking purely from a manager and from a results-driven business. It was fucking awful. And if it wasn't for Paul... I was in the Faroe Islands when we drew 2-2. Do you remember mm -hmm. that game? Yeah. We drew 2-2. And basically, Paul Lambert and Barry Ferguson told Bertie Votes to sit the fuck down at halftime, and they took the halftime team talk. And if it wasn't for those two, we would have been embarrassed that day. Well, they brought Stevie Crawford on at halftime. <laughs> so all I'm saying is uh, that was a game changer. They brought Stevie Crawford on and we ended up drawing 2-2. Anyway, um, I've got a sign ball from Beat the Pundit. It's not much, but it's all I've got. That's Grand Slam Scotty. And Mr. M, 1872, I've got a Rangers polo shirt signed by Kurt Angle. <laughs> the shirt says, Mark, it's true, it's true. Kurt Angle, that was his catchphrase. So uh, thank you very much. So we're going to do something slightly different. And we're hoping... Or I'm hoping this is going to run for quite a wee while. So, it's called Scottish Football's Hardest Question. Okay? Right, okay. Scottish Football's Hardest Question. Um, can, um, I, can I play? Uh, yes, you can play. Now, I have the answer. The answer is here. I've written it down on this sheet of paper, right? Uh -huh. I'm not going to show it. And then I'm going to put it in here. I'm going to seal the envelope so nobody can see it. Why? Because this question is solid. So there it is. Scottish football's uh, hardest question, answer. Well, you seal it up. And I'm going to seal it up just now. Um, and then you reveal and everyone else... Reveal the answer next week. I'll reveal the answer when somebody gets it. You, so you don't think somebody will get it? I don't think anybody is going to get this, but... Really? It has to be the answer that I have written down on that sheet of paper that's inside this envelope, okay? Did you it date and everything? I've dated it. Okay. And I've signed it. Right. What's the question? The question is this. What is the connection between JFK and Rangers? That's the question. What? John F. Kennedy? The president? John F. Kennedy and Rangers. What is the connection? Now, I know Celtic fans are already in the process of typing, oh, they're both dead. Um, but that's not the answer. Okay. That's not the answer. So I can tell you that. What is the connection between John F. Kennedy, former president of the United States, and Rangers Football Club? Is it something to do with Harvey Lee Oswald? Was he a Rangers not, fan or something? I'm not, no. I'm not giving you anything. I'm not giving you any clues at the moment. Um, what I, did I call it? What did I just name him? Lee did Harvey I, Oswald. Did I call him Har I no. said Harvey Lee Oswald, apparently. Oh, did you? I meant the other one. Yeah. 
So there's a connection with JFK and Rangers Football Club. John F. Kennedy. Was he born on the same day? And as Rangers. Rangers were formed. Football Club. Was he was he was he born on the same day that Rangers were formed? That's not the answer. Um so the answer is in here. We're going to keep this safe. We're and it's a, it's a genuine answer. A genuine answer. They yeah. are connected in some capacity. Yes. Like John... a, a proper solid <clears throat> connection. Absolutely. Is it something to do with a director? Is it something to do with a chief executive? Is it something to do with a chairman? Is it something to do with Bill Struth? At Big Football Scott. Get your answers in. It is Scottish football's hardest question. Is it Harvey Oswald? Is it something to do with him? Jack what, Ruby. What is the connect? I, I, I'm not, Dallas. I'm not going to give you any. They're both got something to do with libraries. And and then, by the way, there will there'll probably be multiple connections. Marilyn Monroe. There'll probably be multiple connections. But it has to be the one that I've written down in here. That is a genuine oh, right. bona fide connection. And will we know what the connection is? Uh, as soon as I say it, you'll go, oh. You'll be like, that's it, unbelievable. So what's the connection between... Well, well I've heard of this before. No. <laughs> you'll, ha you'll have to do research. I'm telling you now, you'll have to do research on this. You'll have to do research. Have I said this isn't this isn't common knowledge? All right. Have I said anything in the last five minutes that is connected to anything to the answer to that question? I'm not going to give you any more uh, clues at the moment. But what open is it, top car? What is the connection between Grassy Knoll, JFK, John F. Kennedy, assassinated president of the U.S. and Rangers Football Club? The answer is in there. And it is up to everyone else to John get F. it. John F. Kennedy was a special guest at Ibrox at some point in the 650s when he was a senator. So you can get your... Uh, he turned up, he turned up, he flew in, he was only a senator, nobody knew who he was. You can get your he, answers and in. he sat in the director's box. On YouTube. And he went uh, home with a ranger scarf. You can, you, can leave your, uh, you can leave your comments there on YouTube um, if you've got any theories. I'm, I'm telling you right now. Can I have a question? No. You can't. Can, I've, I've, I've given you enough. No, 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 I've given no. You no, no. See, the, let me just ask this question. If this is a question that I will not have heard before or know the answer or what the connection is between the two, how do you know it? I happened upon something and I was like, oh. All right. So something happened. What, you reading? Were you watching? I. Were you discussing? I was. I'm not going to tell you. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to tell you. Is that give, would that give it away? Yeah. Okay. So I... But, but there is a solid connection between the two. A few months ago, I've, I've been sitting on this for a wee while. Okay. A few months ago, I discovered something. About and I was like, And I was like, that's interesting. And I discovered something about Rangers. I was like, that's that's interesting as well. Okay. So right, you've got me intrigued. So you can get us on at Big Football Scott. You can get your answers in there. What is the connection between JFK and Rangers Football Club. Please, let's get the answer to this because I'm not letting this rumble on for weeks on end. So, uh, you can comment on YouTube as I mentioned as well. And you can comment just like these kind people did last week. HYC10. Stephen looks like a schoolboy from the 90s. Uh, Darren McKee says, looks like the same cow that got a good look of my fringe as a bairn. Got Stephen as well. And Celt6788. That haircut is brutal. I'm getting <laughs> wee Burnley vibes from Ramsey Nesbitt. Uh, my mum was also not a fan as well. Your fan, your fan, uh, your mum was so upset with you and the way that you looked that on the podcast last week. To, to be honest, I, it's like it's, you look like you like Black Adder from the first season. So sometimes, like I need, I've got so much hair, 
right? And thank you to all the people who commented who were bald. Um, but I have the opposite problem. I have too much hair. Mm. And I can't just let my hair sit. Like, if I just let it sit. It like, just... if I come out of the shower... I look like I looked last week. Yeah. Okay. Like, like, like someone's put a bowl on your head whereas, and cut around it. Whereas now I've actually styled my hair yeah. and it looks fine. It looks all right. Um, but you embarrassed your family last week. I did. Um, your wife nearly divorced you. Yeah, exactly. So you can get your abuse in on Abic Football Scott on Twitter, Instagram as well. You Do you wear gel? If I was your wife, I would insist that you gel your hair before you go to bed because I wouldn't want to wake up to what was on the podcast. I oh, know, but week. I look worse in the morning. Like I had gel in my hair last night because I was out yesterday. Ah, okay. And then I woke up like I stayed this morning. So um, yeah, Abic Football Scott on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram. If you want to send abuse, if you, if you have the answer. To Scottish football's hardest question, then yeah. please get in touch, show you're working. That would be amazing. Um, you can also watch the show on YouTube. Just search for Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, we're on that channel there. And remember, Clyde One Super Scoreboard is on the air every midweek night from 6pm, taking your calls on 01419511125. Gordon Duncan and the rest of the team uh, discussing Scottish football every night, the only place to do it in the country. And on Saturdays, the boys are back, usually from around 2 o'clock, unless there's an early kickoff on Clyde One in Glasgow in the West. And everywhere else across Scotland, we are with former Hibs and Aberdeen striker Steve Cowan on the big Saturday football show every Saturday from 2pm you'll find us on 4th 1 West FM TFM MFR North Sound as well so there you go thank you very much okay uh, let's move on to the quiz I'm looking forward to this I'm looking forward to this because last week let's be honest was an absolute disgrace it was a joke and just because you lost your prick the questions for me were ludicrous absolutely it was a lucky draw lucky it wasn't draw. Uh, we've not got producer John this week I'm thankful that producer Chris is here hello producer Chris hey Stephen here you in Hey, Steve. Don't be nasty. Hi, Chris. Right, it's your turn to throw the thingy. I'll throw the coin. Right, throw the coin. Um, we also need to know what the scores are before we start the quiz. Oh, yeah, what's the about, scores? Hold yeah. on a wee second. Let me just do the flip of the coin. Jonathan first. Thompson says there's something extremely funny about you and gloating and Stephen in pure misery. I yeah. don't think there is. I think that's a terrible thing, Jonathan. Right, um, um, what you want, heads or tails? Uh, heads. Heads never. Heads fails. never fails. <laughs> it does, though. Well. Yeah. Uh, Tails it is And I will go first today um, Producer Chris Thank you very much Absolutely Ready No no But see before you get to that What are the scores For the season so far Well it's funny you say that Because for my sins I went through All of the quizzes And wrote down all of the scores Go on then Stephen started 2-0 Before Ewan won a tiebreaker To make it 2-1 Yeah Then Stephen got another Six wins (laughs) on the bounce Before Ewan won his First proper game To make it 8-2 Like won it in the questions Stephen then got to 10 wins before Ewan won another tiebreaker. And Stephen, uh, sorry, Ewan has now won three tiebreakers on the bounce, if we're (coughs) including the game against Gordon DL. I mean, that's ludicrous. Stephen's side are now on the worst run of their career with Mm. three straight losses to make it 10-5 overall. So the score sounds bad, Ewan, but... The stats show if you could, if it goes to a tiebreaker, money's on you. Yeah, totally. So thanks for that, mate. So ten five it is. We are. I mean, we're so early in the season. Anything can go. So here we go. Five questions each. If we want to go top bin, that's it's two worth points. two points. Yeah. Right, let's do it. So I'm going first, mate. And a tiebreaker if you need it. If we yes. somehow end up in that situation, right? Here we go. Question of one to Ewan. Yeah. Very straightforward. Who has a better career win percentage as manager, Philippe Clement or Brendan Rodgers? It's a 50-50. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I know you hate 50-50s, Stephen, so I've got I one I do hate 50-50s because it takes the thought out of it. 
Because you can just be like, and get the right answer. Go and read that question to me again, mate. It's not a difficult question, oh, you Who's got a higher win percentage as a manager, Brendan Rodgers or Philip Clement? See, is he at it? Is it Clement? Because Leicester win percentage maybe brought him down a bit. Liverpool percentage maybe brought him down a bit as well when he had a shit season. I'm going to go with Rodgers because of his Celtic career over the what, three, four years. So I'm going to go Rodgers. Final answer? Uh, yes. A Marshall has saved! What the, I tore myself out. I, 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 I kind of gave the reasons why I thought it wouldn't be Rodgers and then I still went and said it. What? He, he also, was he not at like Watford and... And Swansea and all that. I know. Yeah. It's not. It's pretty close. 53.8% Clement, 51.69%. <sighs> I would have said, come on. Yeah, well, I was going to then talk yeah. myself out of it. Okay, right. Come on then. Question right. one to Stephen. In what year did Dick Campbell first take charge at Arbroath? <laughs> uh, well, it was seven years ago. So that. Oh! So I... Oh, we just talked about that 20 minutes ago. So, Any question is uh, that? Apologies that I wrote a 10 question quiz not during the show. <laughs> uh, so I'll go for 2016. We talked about being in charge for seven years. No, I did. You did. You and I've got a nice easy one for you next, so don't worry about it. Aye, ah, right. Question number two to you and major tournaments. In 1930, oh, which nation finished third at the World Cup with five Scottish born players and a Scottish manager? USA. Oh. Oh, well done. Well done, Ewan. Well done. Well done. One, one. Show you're working. <laughs> I think, to be fair, I'd, I'd like, I, I was going to say America as well. That makes more sense. I'm, I'm good with stuff that's not like today's football. Your 1930s football is where you're yeah, really at. Yeah, my specialty yeah. subject. Exactly. <laughs> right. Here we go. Question two to Stephen. Name any Scottish player who scored in the shootout against Israel en route to Euro 2020. Kenny McLean. Is he going to score the winner? Yeah, he did. He, uh, scored, the winner, well, he yeah. scored the last one. Yeah. Shall we keep going? Yes. Yeah. Ewan, question three on your home team. <sighs> Hearts have won three league games in a row for the first time since January 2022. And what year did they last win four in a row? And for clarity, in a single season. You did it over two seasons once, but in a single season. What kind of question is that? Well, you're a big Hearts fan. Ah, you're, you're like, you are What kind of jam question You put the Jambo and Jambo there. That'll be probably when we were in the championship. So I'm going to say that was during COVID... 2021-22 when did we come back in the premiership 21-22 no wait 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 2021 when did we get relegated when we were cheated out of being in the premiership because of emails and shit Um. Oh, it has to be the championship season what year was that? Was that 2021 or was it 21-22? 21-22 came up 
2021. Final answer? Yeah. I was sweating there. Right. Well done, I'm very impressed. 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, two, five, two. five in a row, started in December 2020 and finished in January 2021. Thank you. Stephen, mm-hmm. question number three on your home team. Which former Dunfermline player now plays with Total Network Solutions? Oh, sorry, the New Saints. Oh, the New Saints, TNS. So- that John. was a joke last week. I know, I know. Um, it's Declan McManus. Three, two to Stephen on question four. I wasn't sure you'd get that because nah. you didn't mention it last week at all. No, we didn't. No, because I was too busy. Like, John was like, ah, what a stupid answer. And I was like, that's totally not a stupid answer. No, we were both got that as well yeah, last exactly. week. Anyway, yeah. here we go. Question four, but Stephen's three, two up. Ewan, there's always one. It's your movie round. Which Argentinian footballer is named after a character from Home Alone? Stephen's dying not to laugh. <laughs> Festive season and all that. Right. Oh, um, uh, McAllister at Liverpool. McAllister, Liverpool. Can't give you that, unfortunately. Who can give me that? That's, that's, that's his that's name. A, that's a surname. Need a full name. Need a full name. Alexi McAllister. Final answer? Yeah. And Marshall has saved! Yes! So sorry to be pedantic, but it's not even pedantic actually. It's Kevin McAllister, who is the character from the film and is his younger brother. Or older brother? Oh my god, I don't know. Yeah. But, but what was the You said this, what famous footballer's named after? You said what famous footballer? Uh, do you want to play it back and tell me when I said famous? I said which Argentinian footballer is named after a character from Home Alone? I said it was McAllister! But what it, if it was like Smith? I can't just give you oh, no, any old last that. name. No, you can get to you GTF right you, now. You, you didn't get the right answer there, Ewan, so I'm afraid we have to move on to my question. Hey, but his name's not Kevin McAllister. I'm 100% certain that his name is Kevin, Kevin The McAllister. Liverpool player. The what? Liverpool player's not called Kevin McAllister. That's why he's not the answer, same as Stephen Mills not the answer. What are you talking about? You asked me, what is the name of the footballer? Who's named after a Home Alone character? And I said McAllister. Yeah. It's not Kevin. It's fucking Alexis. The answer is Kevin. It's not. What? What? Right. So read out the question you just read to me. Just uh, read, you... read out that question. No, no, no. What no, you've just... got in front of you? Hang on. Just tell me what what character is it in Home Alone that's called Alexis? Read McAllister? the question. Which Argentinian footballer is named after a character from Home Alone? Which Argentine? You're asking me name the Argentinian footballer. It sounds like you've got it wrong to me, Ian. I mean, I'm... You're at it! You know I'm like, right! No, listen, Which I'm... Argentine... He's not saying, what's I'm, the name of the I'm character? Sit, I'm wait, wait, wait. neutral wait, wait. here. He's not saying, name the character from the Home Alone movie. He's got the same name as the footballer. He says, which footballer, which footballer yeah. is named after a character from Home Alone? I went McAllister. Alexa McAllister. It's he's... not him, though. It's his brother, Kevin. Ewan, Ewan... Alexis McAllister has got a brother called Kevin McAllister. And he's a football player. I'll play I'll play the save music again. Ambassador is <laughs> saved! Yes! No, like, Just because there seems to be some confusion. Right, you need to get this no, right. No, 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 no. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's, uh, uh, um, j- just 
So Kevin McAllister, footballer, is an Argentinian footballer who plays with Union SG, and his right. Okay, his his brother is Alexis McAllister. Right. So you, you you've got it wrong. Right. Right. Like Chris is right. Oh yeah, amazing. Yeah. Ewan, could I get a public apology, please? No, you can get you, you get nothing, mate. <laughs> but you you got the question wrong. Yeah. Okay, right, move on. Move right, on. so so now you know, like you know, be your face that I'm you've not, got it wrong now. All right, just can you just answer your question if you get yeah. it right, you win. Aye, okay, right, let's crack on. Hopefully, I get it right. I might just deliberately get it wrong just so we can prolong this. To be honest with you, right, let's go. Question number four, Stephen. Uh, if he gets a film question, you get a music question. It's okay. only fair. Which battle is referenced in the lyrics of Flower of Scotland? I'm just getting my bag now. I'm getting my bag now. Where are they now? I'm, I'm out of here. Flower of Scotland. I'm out of here. Where will we see your likes oh, again? Oh, stop it. Oh, look at you. Just run. Shut up. You're a wee bit Helen Glenn. Right. Let me get my jacket. Proud Edward's arm. <laughs> Sent him homeward. I mean, I, I mean, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Shut up, I'm Steve guessing. <laughs> just say the answer. Just the, ba- just only the, the bag answer. remains. Um, I'm guessing... The answer is Bannockburn. So I'll go with Bannockburn, final answer. Goal! I got it right, you. Yeah, you did. Uh, Chris, that's me 1-4-2. Chris, you cheated me out of um, at least a tie break there. That's nah, all do you want me to give, give you another question? You no, can maybe I don't try want, and... No, you can you just, no, play, no, 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 just, no. just play the cheerio no, music. No, I, no, 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 no. No, I'm, no, I'm no, not playing. Like, I'm not playing. Do the cheerio music. Like, the cheerio music let's find out what your final let, let's see find out what your no, final I, I question I'm was. I'm not even listening. Right, I'll tell you then. I'll convey it I'm to leaving. you. No, no, don't leave. What are you leaving? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh yeah, I've got the Champions League music first. Thank you very much. Ewan's no, he's, he's literally way out the door. So uh, never mind. Um, so there we are. That's what eleven five. I'm winning now. Is that right, Chris? Yep, that's another yep, way. 11-5. 11, 11-5, okay, that's good then. Right, okay, um, so we've got a few fixtures in the Champions League this week uh, since we've uh, played the music, because I'm amazing. Uh, Lazio versus Celtic uh, tomorrow night, quarter to six kickoff. You will have all the action on Clyde One Super Scoreboard, obviously. Uh, Ross County, St Mirren, uh, Annan Hamilton and Montrose against Falkirk in League One. On Thursday, we've got two games. Early game is HJK uh, versus Aberdeen in the Europa Conference and then Rangers play uh, Aris Limassol uh, at at 8 o'clock and then obviously a full card over the weekend as well but that has been it for the Big Scottish Football Podcast I've been Stephen Mill you and Cameron's supposed to be here but he's away in the half um, thank you very much for listening and for watching as ever thank you for all your comments um, yeah we've empty chaired them that's what we've done so make sure you hit subscribe on the Clyde One Super Scoreboard channel on YouTube and you can subscribe on Spotify and all your usual podcast places leave us a big fat juicy five stars get in touch um, if you want to answer Scottish football's hardest question at Big Football Score, and you can answer it on YouTube as well. You need to do your research. We'll be back next week with another brand new episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast from myself and the absent you and Cameron. We will see you next week. Bye bye, everyone. Cheerio. Big Scottish Football Podcast.